0: Snipers, you have to see what's happening to the Bitcoin price this Tuesday. As we open up the month, there is so much to discuss today and more than ever. I am going to be your umpire today, which means I'm going to take a neutral perspective on what's happening because a lot is happening with Bitcoin right now. As I record this video heading towards the major resistance of twenty one thousand US dollars, I'm going to first remove this symmetrical triangle because we are so close to the apex. I do not believe it is significant. We want to be ahead of everyone else. And I'm seeing the symmetrical triangle on many different charts. So the first thing I'm going to do is talk about the range that Bitcoin is in right now. The previous weekly open at twenty one thousand US dollars is the major resistance. Maybe while you're watching this video, if we break above twenty one thousand US dollars, there is a potential scenario for Bitcoin to test twenty four thousand US dollars, and that is the range resistance. The range support, as we all know, is seventeen thousand two hundred and four. But there are so many four dimensional revolving parts that are extremely significant right now. And I'll also say this, if this daily candle closes the way that it's looking right now with a bullish wick and a nice continuation body, that's a very positive thing for Bitcoin. But what's happening today, there's a lot happening. If we look at the four dimensional revolving parts, number one is the fact that the DXY is breaking new 20 year highs, new yearly highs as we record this video. And here's my perspective on the DXY when it starts to move up, it's actually heading towards a major resistance at 106.56 right now. What you'll typically see is markets not immediately reacting to the DXY. A lot of times what we'll see with equities and the cryptocurrency market, is that we'll typically see a delayed reaction once the DXY figures out what its short term destination is, which means the DXY is in price discovery. Once we start to see it calm down, assets are looking at the DXY like, okay, this is where it decided to go. Maybe now it's starting to calm down and then they start to react. So what we want to keep in mind right now is the DXY pushing up is a bearish puzzle piece, but it is heading towards a major resistance here. At 106.50. So that is certainly a big deal right now. And in the more macro side of things for the DXY, 120 is a potential target because we are breaking 20 year highs right now. But the reason 106.56 is important is notice how we found major resistance here back in the 90s. And the reason we have to go back so far is because the DXY is breaking 20 year highs, we have to look that far back for potential resistance levels, So I do believe that the DXY is starting to reach a form of resistance. But a lot of other puzzle pieces are on the table today with commodities. We're seeing a big move today. Gold is testing a major support at 1767 right now. What's interesting about gold moving down is I watched inside the know with Kathy Woods two days ago, she just posted this new video talking about this prediction of gold being a leading indicator of deflation. And she talked about gold being the best indicator of deflation and even the best indicator for inflation. And with gold coming down, that could be a potential indicator that we're seeing the start of deflation. And it's not just gold. If we look at the commodities index, you can see that. We are now seeing the most oversold levels since the collapse of March of 2020. So as I mentioned from the start of this video, I'm not going to give too many opinions right now because to be quite frankly honest, it is very undecided right now what's happening in the markets, but there are clearly things happening that we have to address. And over the next few days, we can form more opinions on what's happening. But another important puzzle piece I want to talk about is the Euro USD chart. Because the DXY is pushing up, just formed new yearly lows. So that means that it hasn't found its final destination. Why is this important? Well, in the past, the Euro to USD chart finding a bottom and reversing has indicated a bottom for Bitcoin and the start of a bull market, like what happened here in 2017. And then what happened in 2020, the Euro to USD was a great leading indicator. And because we're continuing to see new lows, it hasn't found its final destination. This is a puzzle piece on the table, stating that Bitcoin also potentially hasn't found its final destination to the downside. So this is also very important to keep in mind for the macro. And then something very interesting that's happening as well is in the more shorter term time frames if we were to just go on the six hour. Notice how Bitcoin against the S&P 500 today. And why is it important that we're talking about this today, because I always say this on the Snipers channel when there's major moves in the market, that specific day you want to be aware of what's happening in every revolving part, because that's going to give you a good idea of what the direction is going to be over the next few weeks, maybe into the next few months. And so with all of this movement today, notice how Bitcoin against the spy is pushing above its monthly and weekly open. And so This actually, to me, is a bullish puzzle piece for Bitcoin right now, because all of the movement in the revolving parts is causing the Bitcoin against spy chart to move above its monthly open and weekly open, which means it's showing strength and Bitcoin is starting to outperform or show the early signs of outperforming the equity markets. I think that that is very positive. And then outside of that, there are a ton of other puzzle pieces we could discuss, like MicroStrategy, being up 12 percent Coinbase also being up 12 percent today. Why are we seeing the cryptocurrency market not necessarily see a negative reaction to the DXY pushing up? I think that that's an important puzzle piece to just keep in mind. I'm going to keep things as neutral as possible on this video. But twenty one thousand US dollars is the major resistance for Bitcoin, regardless of the price action we're seeing in the immediate short term. If we cannot get above twenty one thousand US dollars, we cannot expect a significant breakout just yet. And so that's the major immediate short-term resistance that is on the table for Bitcoin right now. And I'll also mention this the Ethereum to Bitcoin chart looks like it's rejecting its previous weekly open. And so this is actually a bearish puzzle piece because we would like to see strength with the Ethereum to Bitcoin chart but right now it looks like it's not getting that. So A lot of interesting things happening in the markets today. A couple of other headlines. I'm going to let Josh give his opinion on things is with the commodities index being the most oversold since March of 2020. Just look at every other commodity here like iron, corn, copper, soybeans, aluminum, oil. Kathy Woods likes to call copper the smartest commodity because so many things utilize copper in its manufacturing, especially EVs electric vehicles use I think she said five times more copper than traditional gas powered vehicles. So we're starting to see some deflation with commodities is the point. And that's something that I think we have to really keep in mind. Now, fundamentals for Bitcoin are still stronger than ever. We actually this month had the largest outflow on record of Bitcoin leaving exchanges. And a lot of that had to do with the collapse of Luna and a lot of ex- exchanges and interest bearing account companies uh, barring with withdrawals from users um, Celsius. Also uh, some news here, lowered their liquidation price to two thousand seven hundred and twenty two. So a lot of fundamentals are pointing towards the bullish side. Some technicals are pointing towards the bullish side, like Bitcoin outperforming the S&P 500, but then we're seeing a lot of bearish puzzle pieces today, like the DXY breaking into new highs, the Euro to USD chart continuing its downtrend, indicating that it hasn't found its final destination. So I'd love to hear your thoughts in the comments below. If you're watching the replay or even in the live chat, we can discuss this today about what's happening. I'm personally going to just take a step back from a strong bullish or bearish bias today because I want to see how this plays out throughout this week. But Josh, do you have any thoughts about what's happening right now in the markets? Because I know you were taking some short positions and some long positions and you did very well today with your trades. You actually took a long on Bitcoin at the weekly open when it came down to test nineteen thousand four hundred and then you were taking profits when it went back above the monthly open at twenty thousand. So talk about what you're seeing on the charts and then I'll go into more of the audience questions and then maybe give a little bit of some thoughts on where our bias could start going throughout this week as we see things unfold some more.
1: 100%. So uh, I'll share my screen and we'll be good to go. So so how's everyone doing today? Uh, Let me pull the chat up. I don't think I have the chat pulled up so we can answer some questions.
0: We've got Jacob on, Billy on. Jacob says, you're a stud, always giving us the great content. Well, that's naive
1: for you, six years, strong, you know. Thank um, Let's see, I'm going to try to go to, okay, I guess this is the live. Okay, so we're good. So anyway, guys, um, you should be able to see my chart. Um, Just going to touch on the macro here real quick. So whenever we go to the weekly, you'll be able to see that when we zoom out on the weekly and then we zoom back in, right, you can see this huge bullish weekly candle. and So that is that is pretty bullish. Let's go ahead and look at the daily. We'll see more bullish activity on the daily, so let's take a look at that. Um, I am still leaving up the triangle just because I want to see how it breaks out and, and all that, but. Um, which it does seem like we're getting a breakout. So when we go to the four hour here, um, and you got to be careful. I'll, I'll give you guys my thoughts. You know, as Na'im, you know, mentioned, I, uh, you know, before I went to sleep last night, I opened up a short. I saw this double top right here. I usually don't um, trade when I sleep. In fact, that's a rule that Na'im and I both made: is to not, uh, not sleep trade, because then you can wake up and be very disappointed, or you could be incredibly happy, kind of like me. Uh, last night. And so anyway, I did a pretty high leverage short right here. I saw this double top on the four hour and then woke up and took profit at the weekly open. And then that was it. I I didn't even plan on going long, but I saw this drop to the weekly open. And then I immediately saw a bounce and a rejection. So when I saw that bounce and that rejection, I texted Naim, I forget what time it was. It was early in the morning. I said, Hey man, I'm I'm about to go long because we always keep each other up with our, up to date with our, you know, positions and all that. And so I said, uh, hey, I'm about to go long. And and uh, he's like, are you sure? I don't really know if you should, but I just saw this huge bounce. And so I knew that there wasn't much risk there that I could get in, you know, a little bit above the weekly open because I saw the bounce and then I set my stop loss directly below the weekly open. So even if I did get stopped out, it, it's it's really not going to matter very much, you know? Um, and so it was an incredible risk reward ratio. I did sell a little early, as Naeem mentioned, I sold
0: near the... It seems like he's lagging a little bit with his internet connection. So what I'll do the is... The old saying goes, no one ever went broke taking
1: problems. I'm sorry, what was that? Go ahead. Oh, okay. But uh, no one ever went and broke taking problems.
0: It seems like his internet connection is lagging. So I do want to mention one thing while that is getting figured out. I forgot to mention this. Thank you so much, Raiden, for mentioning this. The other important thing that happened today, and we'll get back to Josh's analysis. Josh, give me one second. You're lagging your internet. So I do want to mention something, though. You are cutting off completely from the live stream. So while your internet hopefully gets better, I do want to mention this. Somebody just reminded me. I forgot to mention US oil sold off today over 10%. And what's very interesting about us oil selling off today specifically right. It's the first market session for July is I talked about this the other live stream that we had and we looked at 2008 and what happened in 2008 is from January to July oil ran up and in July literally exactly like what's happening right now we started to see oil actually sell off. And that was the start to a major market correction in the equity markets. Bitcoin wasn't really around during this time. So we don't know how Bitcoin would have reacted to this type of sell off. But we know the equity markets reacted negatively from July to December of 2008 as oil sold off. And so I wouldn't mention this as such an important puzzle piece if it wasn't happening in July on the exact time frame that we predicted. I talked about this in our live stream in June that if we started to see oil sell off in July, that would be oddly similar to what happened in 2008. And that lasted about six months towards the end of the year before we bottomed out in December of 2008. And then from there, we started to slowly recover in equity markets and the oil price. So I think it's very interesting that oil today as I mentioned from the start of this video, we want to observe every revolving part when there are times that things are starting to shift and move. And one of those things right now is the fact that oil sold off over 11 percent today. You can see right now it's down 8 percent. And so is this the start of a sell off towards the end of the year? That would be very similar to what happened in 2008. Josh, is your internet connection back up? So you yeah, can I think it off? should be. And if it
1: breaks up again, then we can just uh, you know, transfer back over the year. Yeah, today is like one day that just the internet's not the best, but um, but it should be good.
0: All right, you want to share your screen?
1: Yeah, so let me uh, – and if I if I do, you can just cut me off again because um, uh, if there's no internet, then it's all good. Never if on you,
0: purpose. I just want to yeah, make yeah, sure. No, no, no. no you, did it, good you did the right thing. You
1: right. um, so, uh, see my screen, right? Yes. Okay, cool. If it starts lagging, just let me know. Um, but essentially, guys, what I was saying is – you know I took this double top short, that went well. I went long at the weekly open. And um and then basically the whole thing is is you know we're kind of approaching this double top right here on the 4L if you look at it. You know, and not only that, but we're having a breakout. And so what Naeem said about just kind of waiting to see what what happens. And I'm keeping my eye on the DXY and all this. I've got like six screens pulled up. I don't know if you guys can see this or not, but uh yeah, I got a lot of. I'm, I'm the, uh, always always in the uh, the kitchen, right? They always say. But the whole thing is, guys, is that right now it is kind of a dangerous time because we just had a breakout of the you know a uh, asymmetrical triangle, and so since we had a breakout, there really is no no telling what's going to happen, you know. So so I think with Naeem saying that he's going to wait and kind of see what happens this week. I think that's very smart. That's very mature. That's very uh, disciplined of him. But, uh, but yeah, because if this symmetrical triangle wasn't here, this would be a good time to possibly take a short really right here at the, the resistance of 21,000, almost 22,000. That'd be a more obvious opportunity. But, um, but yeah, I'm just kind of doing the same thing. You are just waiting on the sidelines to see what happens because The reason why is we're approaching the apex. And for those of you that haven't really been watching Naeem for long or aren't that familiar with trading, the closer you get to the apex, the more unreliable it becomes. And so so the thing to remember here is that you know this very well could be the beginning of a huge breakout. The thing is, is we're literally going parabolic right now. Like we are literally the definition of parabolic. Like even on the if you look on the seven minute here. I mean like how long can we really just go straight up uh, I mean, it's pretty ridiculous josh
0: that's i secret. want go ahead. i'd love for you to continue on but because you're on this breakout for the symmetrical triangle i do want to mention something also eerily similar to a past pattern with this symmetrical triangle and that's the fact that we'll stick to the six hour chart when we're looking at this but What's very interesting about this symmetrical triangle and why this actually could be an inflection point point. and keep this in mind. I understand oil is selling off in July like it did in the start of the July to December sell-off of equity markets in 2008 and that was signaled by oil starting to sell off in July, but Bitcoin wasn't around. We don't know how Bitcoin's going to react because commodity prices are coming down, but is Bitcoin going to act like a commodity? during the next six months or is it going to act like a storage of value? Have we already priced in deflation with Bitcoin? Because I think Bitcoin price prices things in faster than a lot of other markets because it's global and decentralized and open twenty four seven. In some cases, you might say the equity markets could follow. Bitcoin It's already hit over a trillion dollar market cap. So it has the significance of doing that. But what's very interesting is when we bottomed out in March of twenty twenty, Bitcoin did something very similar where it formed a symmetrical triangle. And we can say that this is oddly similar to what's happening right now where the symmetrical triangle was formed and then we began to break out of it. And once we broke out that ended up being the bottom for Bitcoin in March of 2020. So what's interesting to me is we also saw very similar price action within the symmetrical triangle with what's happening right now. And one of those cases is this wick that came in pretty much halfway through the triangle where Bitcoin wicked up and this was a pretty significant push to the upside. I mean, we're talking 10% and then it came back down to test the support of the symmetrical triangle. And what's interesting about the symmetrical triangle we have now is if we look and by the way, March of 2020 was also a deleveraging event. The fundamentals and the narrative that was behind that price action was BitMEX you know, uh, shutting down because it was liquidating so many traders and because the price was moving so fast down. So it was a liquidation event. And we're pretty you know, uh, you know, we're pretty uh, like confident in the fact that Bitcoin has been coming down as of recently because of a deleveraging in the market, starting with uh, Luna and Terra and then three arrows <coughs> capital and then celsius and then voyager and so also a capitulation due to liquidations and over leverage what's interesting is bitcoin did something similar here where we saw this wick do you guys remember for that monthly close up to the top of the symmetrical triangle then we came down to test the support of the symmetrical triangle and now we're heading towards the resistance again so i think that that's also very important to keep in mind that in March of 2020, this is where we broke out. So for me, what I would say is I would potentially entertain a long position on leverage and maybe double down on some spot positions for Bitcoin. If we break above twenty one thousand, I think that's going to be the strong confirmation of this breakout, because if it plays out like March of 2020, maybe we come up We front run the twenty four thousand dollar level. We don't get there quite yet. Maybe to just kind of keep the bears happy and keep the bulls on their toes. And then maybe we come back down, test this resistance as support. And then we continue further up, fill the CME gap eventually at twenty eight thousand before maybe later down the road we see further downside. You know, some people are saying Bitcoin has to go to ten thousand. What if that happens in December? Doesn't happen right now. Right. We've never saw Bitcoin trend within this range yet between twenty five thousand and twenty eight thousand. We know there's a CME gap up there, so I'm just throwing out some scenarios. Once again, I I want to be extremely unbiased today because so much revolving parts are moving. I think it would be foolish to just take a very strong stance on either side today. So, yeah, so that's I think I want so. To yeah. Go ahead.
1: Yeah, I think so, too. I mean, I'm, I'm right there with you, and that's that's something very like I guess it's all about where you draw your line because, um, like I like the way you do it, but um, but you can see right here that like we tested on my specific line. Like all I did is I cut a little farther into it because I wanted to. Uh, like let's go ahead and look here on the four hour. So our charts are basically very very similar. I just gave it more of an incline, and the reason why is I just counted these candlesticks up here. And then I cut off that wick because I knew that that wick was kind of a little scammy. So I just cut, left a little meat on the bone. And and then I was also, it lines up closer to here as well within that force field. So for my chart, we already had a breakout for years. We haven't had one yet. Um, But uh, but yeah, it totally makes sense either way. So it just kind of depends on where you draw the line. But either way, we're so close to the apex right here. It's very, very dangerous. So my advice is to just listen to Naeem don't be trading this stuff right now, very, very dangerous, you know, I mean, because it could do a fake out, uh, a breakout to the upside and then dump, and then you're in a long position, it could be.
0: That's what I'm worried about. I'm worried about. It's better to just not trade yet. Uh, Exactly what I'm worried about is that fake out potential of a breakout here. Here's something interesting. Tomorrow we have Fed's minutes coming out. So that's something that could affect the markets. Are we seeing a last minute pump? Because today, if you were. Playing the market open the Nasdaq in pre-market was down three to four percent and as soon as the markets opened I think the Nasdaq went almost down six percent. It was like five point seven five percent to the downside Now I'm not talking about QQQ or TQQQ. I'm talking about the Nasdaq index, right? It opened up immediately dumped and it already front ran the dump with pre-market session and now we're seeing it pump back up I it's just Right before the feds minutes are coming out tomorrow. I'm just like I'm like, whoa, like I don't want to touch this right now um, you know, I, I I'm in a long position and You know, I've got stop at break even from 193, But you know who knows what would happen if we break out of this and then get faked out to the downside uh, I, I think maybe we wait for the feds minutes to come out tomorrow and By then CPI and inflation data comes out around the 10th to 11th So we'll have a little bit of a nice gap to see what markets are deciding to do. But man, it's crazy to oil down over 10% gold coming down, selling off with all other commodities uh, haven't been this oversold since March of 2020. So, you know, I I think that those are all interesting opinions. Christian Tibet says S&P is forming a rising parallel channel on D timeframe. In my opinion, will fill the 4000 ish gap and BTC will end up forming a bear flag then continue down no volume for Bitcoin. What do you think? Well, the path of least resistance when there's low volume is always sideways to a little bit higher. So that's very important. New Moaki says, not sleep trading is a rule for me, too. There could be an opportunity cost, but you make a guaranteed return of higher quality sleep. (laughs) Do you agree with that, Josh? I agree 100% with that. And it's like,
1: even if you're in the negative, like, you know, a couple thousand dollars or whatever it is, sometimes it's better to just close the position out. And live the trade another day, you know. I mean, because then, because then you could possibly wake up and be, you know, fifty thousand, hundred thousand dollars down, depending on, you know. Usually do like, you know, maybe one, two million dollar trades. You know, obviously we're using leverage, um, but not like super high leverage or anything like that. But recently the market's been so uncertain. You know, we've only been doing a couple hundred thousand dollar trades at once. You know, it's just. This is not a time where you want to gamble, you know, it's like you have to see a confident move or else it's just not even worth it. I actually just redrew my asymmetrical triangle while you were talking to to, uh, to look more like yours and you're absolutely right. We haven't had the, uh, the fake out yet or the breakout yet.
0: Yeah, and it's really approaching the apex. So a failure of this breakout would be very concerning. Raiden says Powell said he doesn't expect commodity prices to go down. He expects them to stabilize and stop going up. Well, you have to think about it. Commodity prices have already came down. I think copper, the smart commodity, as Kathy Woods likes to put it, it was at a high of around five dollars and now it's come down to around three to four dollars. So we have seen uh, some sort of deflationary effects in commodities already. And you have to realize commodities are leading indicators, right? And not only is it a leading indicators, but markets are always pricing things in before they happen, right? That's why as soon as March of 2020 happened, markets immediately priced in that there was going to be very high inflation by overinflating their prices. And now you can see once the equity markets and the cryptocurrency market have started to come down and now Bitcoin down, let's say over 75 percent from its all time high. Now we're seeing the effects of what the markets priced in already in real life with actual food prices and commodities and things like that inflating. And so you have to think about that. Well, if we've peaked with inflation, this is kind of the mindset that I think most economists have right now is that once we peak with inflation, then the equity markets should start pricing in deflation, right, which means that they start to move up. Right. So or, you know, I don't know if I said that correctly, but basically once prices start to come down, equities will start to come up again. Right. So um, so, so you, we just have to realize that the, the equity markets are quick. They're a lot faster than what happens in real life. What happens in real life and what you say, what you see to the day to day is a delayed reaction. So um, let's see. Triple X trillion says when the S&P 500 has fallen at least 15 percent. The first six months of the year it has risen an average of twenty four percent in the second half. Well, I think it'd be tough for the equity markets to rise if oil continues to sell off because that could cause a very similar Scenario as to what happened in 2008, especially if the DXY continues to break out and I think that that's one concerning part of the Market right now, especially for Bitcoin It's the DXY hasn't found its final destination or at least it hasn't seemed like it has yeah. What if this is the final destination, though? What if this is the last pump, right? I mean, who knows? yeah, I mean, it got
1: rejected at one six. So let's let's hope that, uh, that that's the top. But I doubt it, you know, because we're in price discovery, right, man? like you mentioned.
0: Yes, yeah, so we have to wait for a confirmation of a top. and And so in price discovery, you just don't really have an idea of what that final destination is until you see an immediate reaction. When you reach a final destination, though, you immediately turn back around. And so far, it doesn't look like we've gotten that. We can't make the assumption that the DXY has reached the final destination because we haven't immediately turned back around. Now, let's say we see over the next few days, maybe into the next few weeks, a very strong reaction down. Then now we can start making the case that, okay, maybe it did reach its final destination. But for now, we have to just assume that it's still moving up. I mean, it hasn't seen a reaction. And so there aren't signs that it has reached final destination. Right. So. Yeah, I have to
1: admit. Um, ever since I edited my asymmetrical triangle to look more like yours, I'm I'm getting more bearish on the short term of Bitcoin, um, just because we weren't able to breach a bull. We got we immediately got rejected at the top of the asymmetrical triangle immediately. So, so that's not good. If you're a bull, you know? which yeah. by the way, I'm mostly a bull. I identify as a Bitcoin bull. But uh, it's not the best mentality to have this bear market. That's for sure.
0: Absolutely. And I think other revolving parts that matter is the fact that the gold to Bitcoin chart, very similar to the Bitcoin to spy chart, is actually falling below its weekly and monthly open. And the reason I'm showing you guys this is, once again, today is a very important day to monitor every revolving part so that we can have an idea of how... The direction could be over the next few weeks and into the next few months and so with the reactions that we're seeing in commodities and with the dxy we're also seeing gold against bitcoin sell off and so that's actually a positive thing i'd say is it reaching a final destination uh i don't think we have enough information or you know uh enough signs of making that assumption yet but We'll have to monitor this, but it is selling off right now while gold is uh, hitting a major support level. So if we see this seventeen hundred dollar level break for gold, that would be very bad. But that would assume that we're really going to see some deflation. Right. I think that's what Kathy Wood specifically said. She said gold has been in this range between $1,700 And $2,000. and so seventeen hundred is really the major level. So there is still some room for gold to go down. But if we break below 1700, that would be very interesting. And it would be a early indication that deflation could certainly be on the table. So deflation. Deflation, exactly, or stagflation, like some like to call it. Now, you know, there's still some light at the end of the tunnel. I'll say, you know, the total market cap so far hasn't breached its 2018 support level, which was the previous resistance in that bull market. So unlike Bitcoin breaking below 20,000, the total market cap has held strong. And so we could assume that maybe we do see a reaction in the more macro terms. And that's why I think a potential scenario for Bitcoin to move to twenty eight thousand is not off the table. If the total market cap is showing strength so far, that's very good. We'll continue to monitor this if we break below. Obviously, that wouldn't be a good sign. But what we'd really want to see is Bitcoin against the S&P 500 get back above its 200 week moving average to assume that we could see some upside for Bitcoin because we want Bitcoin to outperform the S&P 500 and so getting above this 200 week moving average is something we'll also monitor so far I don't think that based on today's price action we can make definitive assumptions on the trend I think that we're just seeing the markets get shocked by what's happening today with the DXY pushing up, and it's certainly affecting commodities. So with that- Yeah, I think so too. Well, I think so too, and
1: to be honest with you, man, it's like this asymmetrical triangle that you spotted out first before everybody else, you know, is playing out perfectly. I mean, that's, it's still playing out. And
0: here's what would be concerning, In the next three hours, we have this daily close and so We're already seeing what we don't want to see with this daily candle Which is a wick on the upside of the candle because if we want to assume this is bullish I want to see this body close strong. I want to see the body stay as high as it can but right now this candle could easily transform into something that isn't bullish so we have the bullish wick to the downside, but It's going to be interesting to see the candle symmetry here i'd like to see this candle show some bullishness if we want to assume this is a real change in trend but as somebody mentioned in the chat you know volume is still a bit concerning uh but the path of least resistance with low volume is always sideways to a little bit higher another thing that we can just keep in mind is bitcoin's obviously trading inside of this range right where we've got these these lows and these highs and We can't assume bitcoins gonna move away from that range if the s&p 500 hasn't really moved away from its range so far so I think one positive here is as long as the equity markets and the s&p 500 specifically doesn't form new lows here Then we don't have to assume that there's a dump on the table unless bitcoin against the s&p 500 starts to sell off Which is why I have an alert set there as I've mentioned before and so i'm watching the strength of bitcoin against the s&p 500 right now because If this breaks here, then it doesn't matter what the S&P 500 is doing Bitcoin can certainly dump and see further downside But so far I'm liking the fact that we're moving above the monthly and weekly open for the Bitcoin against spy charts Giving us a nice cushion to not see a decoupling effect to the downside for Bitcoin and so That tells me that Bitcoin may still stick inside of this range and move sideways unless we break 21,000 That's the major resistance in my opinion Twenty-one thousand right now is extremely important on the weekly chart we are far and below the 200 week moving average still for bitcoin and so you could assume that we're skydiving off of this and so you know i mean the trend okay. is still down in the macro right right i mean the weekly candles now we've got three fully below the 200 week moving average so we're certainly seeing a very strong free fall that is still potentially on the table for bitcoin if uh, we stay this far below the 200 week moving average and that's why we have to go to this monthly chart this monthly candle is still fully below the 50 month moving average so you know that's obviously not something that is wow. positive there we're wow. seeing, yeah, yeah i mean it, it's it, crazy you know you look at it's, it's funny Josh, yeah I, mean, I think you have to go to a
1: whole different chart in in general just to see Like the 100 month moving average,
0: right? Yeah, look at meta when when we got the first monthly close fully below the 50-month moving average It immediately dumped below the 100 month moving average, right? If we look at some of the other Equities that got hammered Look at paypal when we had this monthly candle fully below the 50-month moving average It signaled more downside, you know, and these are assets that in the past just like bitcoin have held these levels, you know, like PayPal fundamentally still has strong cash flow. I mean this company is not going to go bankrupt any soon in March of 2020 It didn't even come down to the 200 week moving average. So, you know When when we came below it, this was That's abnormal crazy. for those that were tuned into in. Yeah, when this it, is like This is like executives
1: dumping their stock type of crazy, you
0: know I'm sure we've seen some of that and then we look at some of these charts against the money supply like arc innovation ETF I mean once it lost its 200-week moving average it just completely capitulated down You know and and these were revolving parts that I brought up very early on when they first happened around the end of January Into February I told you guys I was very concerned that Facebook and some of these strong equities were selling off so much and that it was a leading indicator of something that was coming and obviously we've seen over the last few months what happened uh because of you know some of these leading indicators um you know just look at this facebook made against the money supply look how far below the 100 month we are so let's look at bitcoin's 100 month moving average we'll pull up Poloniex chart which has the most price history and i'm telling you i mean when the weekly chart isn't holding up you have to go into the monthly chart you always say this josh when in doubt, zoom out, right? So yeah. it looks like- And the- when monthly doesn't work, you gotta go into the
1: year. No, I'm just kidding.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, so monthly chart for Bitcoin, you can see you know, we're sitting with the 100 month moving average right around that $11,995 level, the $10,000 level potentially. And so th- I think that's why a lot of people are saying that Bitcoin has to get there. It doesn't mean it has to get there tomorrow or next month, but I think that it's important to keep that in mind. and. There's also confluence with the VPVR, where we've got most of the volume and accumulation down around 10,000 as well, where that 100 month is currently sitting. So, you know, I think that we if we don't get strong confirmations at this point above twenty one thousand, then the longer we hold up here and we have this cup of coffee tells us it's not the final destination. You know, if we're not going to (laughs) see this triangle break out like in March of twenty twenty, then we have to assume that it's not going to do what happened in March of 2020 Which is bottom out that it, it could potentially elongate if we elongate further into this apex It's just not looking good, which is why I, I you know I sort of don't even want the symmetrical triangle on my chart, but I'll keep you know a mental note of it um, But I, I I still have the range here with the support at seventeen thousand two hundred and four, the resistance at twenty three thousand seven hundred ninety five those are the important levels where there's volume so Brian says, Do you think Ethereum breaks 1200 soon? Well, Ethereum is doing something very interesting. We need to see the Ethereum to Bitcoin chart show strength to assume that Bitcoin could also show some strength. Now, Ethereum poked above 1165. And so this is interesting. I'm glad you brought this up. This is a very interesting four dimensional revolving part here. Could we say that this is it for the upside because Ethereum reached its resistance? And you can see it's certainly finding resistance here. Look at this reaction we're getting here. With this hourly candle closing at six minutes, this is a bearish hourly candle with symmetry. So, um, if you go into the smaller time frames, it doesn't look like we got too much sell pressure there when it hit resistance. Let's look at the Ethereum to Bitcoin chart, though. You can see when that started to hit resistance, we started to see this sell off. So, you know, Ethereum is hitting a major resistance right now. We, we could assume that that might be an indicator of a final destination for Bitcoin. But Let's see here if we break above 1165 then 1277 will come on the table So if you want 1200 The first signs of that is an hourly candle fully above 1165 and then we can actually even go as far as to 1277 for ethereum, so You know without that hourly confirmation above 1165 then ethereum still has the potential of coming back down to 909 us dollars Maybe even further below that because we already came close to The support level below 909, which is 780. We already had a peak below this level, so I think that this channel here, this area, is a place of interest for Ethereum to the downside uh, with a support of 780. And that could happen because Ethereum to Bitcoin chart, as much as it's holding about 53,500 Satoshis, once again, the markets are dynamic snipers, they're constantly changing. And right now, you can see Ethereum. It is above fifty three thousand five hundred satoshis But the problem we're seeing right now is that we're rejecting the previous weekly open and so we're showing weakness now And so is this just a bearish flaggish type of pattern that is going to just see continuation of the trend? well that's on the table and, and this wouldn't be too positive for the overall altcoin market and bitcoin because that shows that we're really losing confidence here in the crypto market in the immediate short term so I think that fifty-six thousand nine hundred, so fifty-seven thousand satoshis is important as well for Ethereum right now, when it comes to the Bitcoin valuation. Hannah King says, "Do you guys think Bitcoin can reach twenty-one thousand in the short term?" Sorry for to address this. I just joined. Twenty-one thousand is the biggest resistance for Bitcoin right now. Um, Josh, do you have your screen pulled up? Because I, yeah, you still have your symmetrical triangle, and if you yeah, get so
1: twenty-one thousand. So, yeah, I would say um. I would say twenty one thousand is huge resistance, and I would argue that there might even be some short term resistance before that. I mean, it's having trouble break out of this asymmetrical triangle, right now as well. So, if we look on the four hour and just take a look at it, you know, you'll be able to see that yes, I have the line drawn around you know twenty two thousand is what I'm saying, you know, but uh, that's right where the double top happened, but. When you examine closer i mean this whole entire line has been nothing but resistance you know this whole time I and mean, even until today right when we started the video you know so so that's what i'm saying like in the immediate short term it, it is looking bearish because we just no matter what for the life of us we cannot break above this damn asymmetrical triangle line and so that tells me that you know if we were to come here on the daily basically this is that tells me that you know potentially what we're looking at right here is a move kind of like you know this up down you know we went up and then potentially there's another room for another retest of the weekly open right here at these levels and so my whole thing is you know my whole thing is like okay let's let's see what's going to happen because this is going to be the the do or die moment right now, in my opinion, with Bitcoin is uh, retesting that weekly open Um, because, you know, once this happens, we're either going to have one hell of a breakdown, which then the target then becomes, you know, 17.5 to take profit if you're in a short from this breakdown, but hopefully we'll be able to see it, you know, kind of come back up where it's, where basically it hits the monthly open and then kind of retest this level. And if we can't, because the thing is, we're so close to the apex. And since we're so close to the apex, it's like, you know, there's got to be a breakout or breakdown somewhere. So so that's kind of what I'm looking at. Um, I'm hoping for the best, but man, looking at that, what was what was that moving average? That that really big moving average for Bitcoin that you said is the 50 month and we're below the 50 month right now?
0: Yeah, our current monthly oh, candle for God. July has not had any price action to even test the 50-month moving average, meaning that… That is crazy. We've- if we're below the,
1: month, the 50-month moving average, and you're telling me you're bullish, you know, I'm just speaking. I'm not speaking to anyone directly. I'm just saying um, it's just a very, very bearish thing. I can't believe we're under the 50-month moving average. I mean, we're pretty soon we're going to run out of moving averages. <laughs> you know, that's why Robert Kiyosaki said he's waiting until 1,100 to buy. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> for my, he got scarred. He bought the top at 20,000 in eight, 2018. And we all know it took a long time to recover that. So so I don't I don't blame him for uh you know thinking that, but but yeah, man, I mean for me right now, I'm definitely not bullish until we can break above this line right here. You know, if we break above this line, and we have a breakout. know then i'll be and even then we're not even considered bullish like sure there's 21 22 right here but like this line right here this red line coming down we look on the weekly you know you'll be able to see where this line kind of comes from even probably on the daily but but you can see it's just these are huge lines these two red lines going down right here that we want to we want to be on the lookout for really this second red line but but this right here, you know, like the moment that we cross above those two red lines, then I would say we're officially potentially out of the out of the bear market. You know, as crazy as that sounds right now, it seems like this has been going on forever and it's just the beginning. Now, the other thing I want to mention, too, is if we look logarithmically. Um, by the way, if there's too much background noise outside, let me know. Can you hear all that or no?
0: It sounds like you've got... Uh Construction site outside of your home, but it's yeah, fine. Yeah, it's not definitely are definitely working on the construction. So if you
1: want, you can take the screen for a second. No, go so ahead.
0: Later. No, you're you're crushing the views right now, and you're killing it. Okay. Keep so going. So I just
1: think just deal with the construction. That's what happens when you live in Los Angeles. There was building shit. But when we go to the weekly here, and we zoom out, okay, let's actually do the monthly. I want you guys to see everything. And if it gets too bad, just let me know. Um, but anyway, so when we look logarithmically I mean we just have so much room for the downside. I mean this is back when bitcoin was about $107, right? This is the top at 69,000. When you zoom out and this is what I was telling Naeem, I was like this is almost kind of scary. But whenever you zoom out logarithmically and you really look at the whole big picture, it's like holy shit. We could we have so much room to the downside. I mean it's crazy. I mean we could still even hit right here at 3,000 that's why everybody's saying 3,000 i mean when you when you actually look at it we could we could hit 3,000 and as long as we continue to go up, up to 3,000 it's crazy that, that sounds we could still be considered bullish because it's kind of like logarithmically this is like the halfway point from the beginning of the asset so i mean it's just one of those things where you got to be really really careful you got to be really careful and um you know before this uh you know, I used to only look at logarithmic. That was the only thing that I would do is logarithmic. But then I realized most traders, especially retail traders, you know, they're not looking at logarithmic. So I decided, you know, I might as well be looking at what everyone else is looking at so that I can make decisions based off what everyone else is doing. I just do the complete opposite, right? Type of thing. But before this was, uh, before this yellow line was here, um, and before all this happened, I did have another very important trend line drawn out. Um, Right, kind of right here, you know, I just, I think it was something along the lines of uh, something like, uh, I think even right there, right? Because this is before we really started tanking. And so the fact that on the logarithmic scale, let's just go ahead and make this white so it's easier to see. Um, it's kind of not the prettiest thing to look at, but the whole point is though that we completely breached this white line, this logarithmic trend line. And so it is safe to say that we are definitely no longer considered bullish, which obviously we all know that. But it's just it's just something to look at because you know forever I had this line drawn, this this uh, white line, and it's just you know I just kind of stopped looking at logarithmic because I mean I still look at it, and I also switched between hike She and regular candles too. But yeah, when you look at it like this, I mean we've got a lot of downside. I mean, if, I mean even to at least right here, I would say which would be around the five thousand eight hundred line. I mean that would be pretty insane so the whole point i'm trying to say guys is um you know i wouldn't be betting the farm going long right now but uh but you know things can change on a dime i mean in crypto literally things can change on a dime you know so so let's see if we have any questions here for
0: for any of us why way way says hello from belgium i'm enjoying this discussion new to technical analysis but following bitcoin very closely the last 10 days or so the problem is that Bitcoin has never been in a macro bear market before. What do you think about that, Josh? Yeah, so that's the other thing is,
1: is uh, you know, the S&P, they say, is just starting to enter a bear market. And so if that's the case, I mean, Bitcoin's never really been through a stock market bear market really in the past, has it? I don't think it has. I'm not much of a big stock guy. I'm all crypto. But... Uh, But I saw another analyst, I sent you that video on Instagram, I think, of another analyst that was basically saying that, you know, if the S&P 500 is just now starting a bear market and goes down another 10, 15 percent, that means Bitcoin has a lot of room to go down. Um, So kind of scary times. I mean, the fact that we're under 20,000, I mean, right now we're above 20,000, but the fact that we've been playing and teeter-tottering under 20,000 is very scary might. Um, so that's kind of what I think about that. Let's see what else. Holy shit, we could have hit 3,000. At least we're not talking about food supplies. That's what Y Wei, Wei Wei said. That's so funny because I did mention that on the last call. Um, the big question is, does BTC decouple or not? Well, it very well could decouple and it has briefly in the past, but here's the thing is that it may decouple not in the way you want it to decouple. You know, it could... <laughs> I mean, everything could start going up and Bitcoin starts going down. You know? So so that's something to look at for sure. I mean, right whenever we had this double top, if we go back, let me switch it out from logarithmic. Let's go look at the four hour again. But right when we had this double top that I called before it was ever even a double top, um, which is right here. I mean, Bitcoin was going down as the stock market and everything was going up. So it just, you know, it goes to show you, you got to take it with a grain of salt. As as the great Naim al once said, you know the only thing that matters is the chart so just pay attention to the chart
0: i'll mention as well though i'm looking at how the spy closed and i am not too worried about tomorrow based on this daily candle close it looks pretty good i mean it looks like a bullish candle if, if bitcoin were to close like this that would be very bullish in my opinion so um As as much as you know, 10,000 could be on the table. Once again, it doesn't have to happen overnight You know there there could certainly be a relief rally before that Even up to 28 to 29,000 to fill those CME gaps up top And so what i'd really like to see is for bitcoin to follow through with a daily candle Testing 21,000 today. I think that that's going to give us a lot of confidence there we're already getting some bullish puzzle pieces that are starting to mature like bitcoin against s p 500 moving above the monthly and weekly open that's very positive you know we look at what's happening to gold against bitcoin you can see clearly bitcoin is outperforming gold right now bitcoin uh against gold here or gold against bitcoin you can see coming below the weekly and monthly open so those are two signs that we're seeing something happen right now so um You know, once again, the range resistance in my opinion in the immediate short term is 21,000 if we can get a Nice push there then now also break that resistance of the symmetrical triangle that we've been watching and we could potentially see That nice push to 24,000, you know, even potentially test the 50-day moving average, but I Just looked at how spy closed. I'm not looking at the futures contract, but just the spy in general Doesn't look too (coughs) bad. I, I really like what I'm seeing here. You know this daily candle not only is it bullish symmetry but it's surpassing the candle high from the first of july so i'm liking what i'm seeing here with this close hopefully can bitcoin can follow i mean it's sort of doing better than the s p 500 right now based on the bitcoin to spy chart moving above the monthly and weekly open so i think there's a high chance that that could be the case if we see that bullish push for the daily close johnny says You want 19,800 ish as a pullback here or good luck with 24,000. Yeah, we could uh, we could always come down to test 19,800. The significance of 19,800 is that's the 2018 previous all time high. So in macro terms, we can consider this the most important resistance and the most important support. And what's interesting about that. Yeah, we're moving in between it in the shorter time frames. But that's because this is a macro. Support or resistance depending on how you look at it on the monthly chart You could say that it held as support And I say that because the body of the monthly candle it was the last seven minutes But it was still the last seven minutes before the close we got above that major level so it held as support so On the monthly we could say this is actually a support level Which is why i'm not opposed to a bullish scenario in the next 30 days to 60 days of bitcoin getting back Towards twenty-four thousand, right? So, on the monthly, this was a support, so we can consider it a support. Uh, on the weekly chart, we've had bodies close below it, and so I think it's more undecided on the weekly chart. But if we were to just speak in perspective of the monthly, we could say that nineteen thousand eight hundred is a support. So that's why I am glad you mentioned that, Johnny. It's the golden pocket for this move. So I guess in Fibonacci terms, it's also the golden pocket. So, you know, what I also like about what we're seeing right now, as long as Bitcoin's daily candle closes green, which there's a high degree of likelihood that that does happen based on how the spy closed is, we're also starting to get ascending buy pressure. So that is what you want to see to assume a breakout is coming up soon. Uh, we saw the ascending sell pressure and then that failed that ended up Not being the case and now we're seeing ascending buy pressure So it's like almost as if the Bears had a chance and failed and now the Bulls are getting their chance and it's either They fail or they succeed with this breakout. So let's see how that plays out any other thoughts Josh and we can wrap up by the way Remember to subscribe to Josh's YouTube channel. The link is in the description below We want to get him to a thousand subscribers before he posts his first video He doesn't have any videos up yet because he's been an analyst for quite some time, but he's never been on social media and I'm helping him out. One of my best friends. We've known each other for a very long time. So subscribe to his channel. Link is in the description below. One of the best students and analysts that I personally know. I love his mantra and his energy. And when he looks at charts, he's very dynamic. He doesn't stick to a bullish or bearish bias. He can. Very much identify when there's a trend change, which is what's important with technical analysis because it's so dynamic, and it's always changing. So, diane says Josh rules. <laughs> so, any other well, thoughts, Josh? That's because or? I learned, yeah, that's
1: because I learned from the best. Um, a hundred percent. I do have one last thing I want to go over. Let me just uh, close this window.
0: So, I'd be interested to see if Bitcoin can break out at twenty one thousand today. I think the spy is giving us a nice puzzle piece of hope. Although I'll say in the macro, DXY did push up to new highs today. So, you know, Fed's minutes are coming out tomorrow. So let's see what happens. Maybe this is a buy the hype, sell the news. So
1: what's coming out tomorrow?
0: We're going to see the release of the most recent Fed's meeting. So their minutes will come, which basically is a script of everything that was said in the Fed's meeting gets released publicly. Uh The Federal Reserve, you mean the entity
1: that's neither federal nor does it have any reserves? So.
0: Exactly. You're like, talking about the privately owned
1: organization, you know, created uh, on the, on Jekyll Island, you know, with the Warburg family, J.P. Morgan, then known as James Pierpont Morgan and Paul Warburg, right? Um, but no, 100%. So, yeah, so let me share a few. Let me share just a few things real quick, guys, and uh, then we'll uh, we'll let you guys go. There's just a few things that I personally thinking about at the moment. Which, by the way, um, I did. I had to, man. I, I I didn't want to mention it, but I had to fucking take a short here at this rejection. So I am currently. In I would a be short.
0: careful, man. I would be very careful with a but, short right now, Josh. Yeah, yeah. I'm
1: gonna have to sell it pretty quick. Like the moment it hits twenty thousand, I'm gonna have to sell it right now. I'm I'm on kind of high leverage, so I'm up twenty six percent. I can even. If you want? I'll even uh, show it a little bit right here. So twenty six percent up right now on the short, but um, but uh, damn, now twenty eight percent. But anyway, so look, here's the thing, guys. Very, very. I mean, I'm gonna be in and out like like a cold shower, right? Just like the way some of the wealthiest families treat the stock market, right? In and out, just like a cold shower. Wim Hof method, right? Night. Um, exactly. But anyway, so so yeah, no, I'm probably gonna have to. What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna probably sell. It's funny now I'm 32% up, but uh, I'm probably gonna have to sell right at the daily open. I'm gonna take 25%. Um, so, because because right now it's a daily open, so here we go. I'm gonna market sell 25% unless it keeps tanking. If it keeps tanking, then I'm not gonna do it. Um, so I'm gonna keep an eye on this as we're kind of talking, but but just realize I'm gonna I'm gonna panic sell 25% at the daily open just because I'm on such high leverage. I'm not looking for a lot of downside. You know, we're not. It's like Naim and I always say. We're not asking for too much, you know? Maybe the monthly open, um, but even if it's the daily, that's fine.
0: Johnny's in a short too, he said he's 30X on his.
1: No way, that's funny, yeah. I only do that type of stuff when I'm super confident. Um, Right now I'm 36% in profit, not too bad, considering I just nailed those last two uh, positions, right? I shorted this double top right here, it was so easy. It was actually like arguably a triple top, you know? which is a pattern many people don't talk about. But yeah, so so shorted this triple top, went long here, just shorted right here. I mean, we're literally, we're Niam and I are slicing and dicing this thing every single day.
0: Well, my long you know, like, just hit its third profit target, so. like,
1: a, Well, it's like a butcher, you know? We're, we're slicing and dicing. I mean, but the moment we start to see it come up off this daily open, and that's the thing, look at it. It's not, literally, doesn't know what it wants to do. I'm going to have to take some profit in it. Just because I'm on high leverage and I'm on I got a lot of my percentage of my account exposed. So I'm just gonna close twenty-five percent right here just in
0: case. So it's a bearish hourly close, but man, yeah. It's just the- so I sold twenty-five
1: percent of my position. The moment it hits the monthly open, I'm going to sell I'll have fifty percent of my position sold. The moment it hits the weekly open. If it does, I'll sell another twenty-five percent. So I'm gonna have seventy-five percent of my position sold. So that way if there is a breakdown then I'm going to have 25% to ride the whole breakdown. Um, but this is the ultimate short position. Like, I just know that if we do end up coming down here and breaking down, like, I just know for a fact that this would have been the ultimate short position. And so, um, so right now, i sold 25% of my account.
0: What's your entry?
1: I'm still, uh, I'm still uh, let's see, 31% in the profit. What's I don't know if you guys can really see that or not. What's your entry? <laughs> But maybe I should have sold. Maybe I should have uh, let let it ride. But that's what you guys want to do. You don't want to get too greedy. You know, you want to, and you don't really want to use high leverage either. The thing is you want to take profit along the way. You want to de-risk along the way. So I just sold 25%. The moment it hits 20,000, AKA the weekly open or the uh, monthly open, that's when I'm going to sell another 25%. And then, you know, my stop loss is going to be at break even, and that's it. So Um, and then just let it ride. That's, that's the way to do this stuff, guys. That's the way to do it. Um, my stop loss right now is not break even, but damn near break even. I want to give myself a little room because we're, I believe we're just now seeing the beginning of this move. But anyway, the thing that I wanted to show you guys, um, is yeah, like, so, so the other thing is maybe even looking at the moon phases, right? So let's go ahead and look up another, uh, another chart here. Just so they got to keep an eye on this in case we do start thinking. Um, But, or start pumping. But the whole thing is though, guys, is when we look on the daily, let's see what moon phase we're at right now. By the way, we're not seeing a lot of buy volume from it. So that's good. Why Weiwei
0: says, I am short and took the position about 14 hours ago, still up 25% despite the big pump.
1: Damn. See, I would have I would have exited already, but check this out. Let's go look at moon phases, right? So yeah, look, look at the daily moon phase. It's saying go short and it's just now paying, playing out, right? So, I mean, just imagine if you would have paid attention to the last moon phase and last time it told you to go short, you would have been all the way up here at 32,000 and you would have shorted it all the way down to 17,000.
0: How do you know it's saying, how do you know it's saying to go short?
1: Because right here, every time there's a so look, there's only two colors with moon phases, right? There's the the new moon or the full moon, which means short, or the new moon, which means go long, right? So so this right here, you can see if you would have just listened to moon phases and taken the short right here, then you would have shorted all the way from thirty two thousand down to seventeen thousand five hundred. What do you think, Naim? Is that? Is that? Do you think that would have been a good short, or was would that have been a good long opportunity? What do you
0: think?
1: (laughs) I'm just. (laughs) Oh, but anyway. So the whole thing is though. Look what happened right now. We're at the very beginning phase of a downward cycle, according to moon phases. And if we go back before that, when when's the last time it told us to short before that? Okay. Well, if we would have listened to moon phases, look, it was forty thousand. We would have shorted it all the way down to. Twenty six thousand. This this stuff does not lie, you know. Um, Man, I'm in a lot of profit right now. But I didn't even. Just so you guys know, like I always, I don't rely on indicators. Um, You know, I'm I'm always relying on. And by the way, we are going to be doing some live trading and stuff like that here soon, so you guys can look forward to that. But the whole thing is, you know, if you would have just listened to this indicator, I mean, you would have been very well off. So. You know, I didn't even check the indicator until just now. I just wanted to kind of close on something that I thought was interesting. But, um, but essentially, yeah. So that's about it for me. And uh, I'll hand it over to you.
0: I mean, if you shorted every blue phase on that chart, it definitely would have been a great idea based on what it you It would have been a
1: good long short. opportunity to huh?
0: help. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, so for me right now on a short position, the only thing that would concern me is the revolving parts, which I trust greatly and I'm looking at the way that S&P closed I mean not only did the daily close for spy close pretty bullish with candle symmetry but the hourly close just now for the futures markets is pretty bullish and so I Would say with Bitcoin though, it, there was a bearish hourly close here so, you know, I I, I just when there's a when, when there's like Basically when when there's when there isn't synchrony between the four-dimensional parts and what Bitcoin is doing I like to just take a step aside when um, They are in sync then it gives me more confidence to, to step into my position so um, The only reason I'm not sure in this is I, I'm seeing something different with the four-dimensional revolving parts I understand Bitcoin is finding some resistance right now probably because it's trying to get above that symmetrical triangle resistance, but Um, That could very well change in the next three hours by the time this daily candle closes So I'm gonna see what happens there if something does change Josh and I may go back live I might even just post an iPhone video as I usually do and I'll update you guys with another video today whether that's with Josh or not. but if it's not he is the number one student of Traders profit Club and he's one of my best friends and so maybe he had that advantage and so, subscribe to his YouTube channel. The link is in the description below. If you haven't already, once he hits a thousand subscribers, he's going he's to start doing daily content on that channel. Uh, but he's new to social media; um, he's he, you know stepping into it now. But let's see what happens. I mean, um, let's see. Splash a says, "Keep a tight stop loss. This could all change overnight." My uh, way way says, "My liquidation price is twenty percent above current price." I want to see what happens. Going to let this run. Let's see. Well here. well, according to the moon
1: phases, it's not a bad idea to leave your short open. <laughs> you know, I mean, because honestly, we're approaching the apex of the asymmetrical triangle. And and I didn't even know this until somebody told me about an asymmetrical triangle. I thought it was neither bullish nor bearish. It's actually a bearish, most most likely it's a bearish pattern. Um and the fact that moon phases on the daily, which is an extremely high time frame, the daily time frame. Is telling us to go short. And we just had a huge pump that now dumped to the Daily Open is having trouble. You know, we're getting a small bounce at the Daily Open. It's very... Like, it's just for me... Let's see. Are we going into a weekend yet? No, I'm just kidding. We're not. We're, like, literally Tuesday of the week. So... But the thing is, we learned about Bitcoin is, you know, it kind of does whatever it wants. Um, the DXY looks like it's gaining a little bit of more strength. It's, it's finding a little bit of support. The DXY is, so... You know for me I'm um, you know obviously in a short so I'm, I'm not hoping for the most bullish activity right now um, but even though I am more of a victim bull than I am anything else um, but it's just you have to be able to adapt in these environments you know um, Let's see what someone else says. We are in uncharted territory. yeah I mean in, in the fact that we're below the 100 month moving average, or sorry 50 month right? Below the fifty-month moving average. I mean, that's that's pretty crazy. Oh, look at that—a descending triangle. Yeah,
0: no, these aren't looking good, man. Um, Coinbase ended up—it was up twelve percent, but it doesn't matter because it's just hitting resistance. It's not—it's just a bear market relief rally. I don't see a breakout here. So, um, similar with MicroStrategy, descending triangle here. So, wow,
1: which is a bearish continuation pattern, not to. Not to say that uh it can't be bullish. I mean I can tell you a story of Naeem and I, you know, at my penthouse here. We we were we thought we were so smart. We're like, we're gonna short the top of this damn descending triangle, this bearish continuation pattern. We're gonna short that bitch. And guess what we didn't do? Which we always do now. We set a stop loss right above the pattern. But that specific time, man, um, right here you know, it didn't work out in our favor, but uh but Naeem, you know, being the ninja that Naeem is, that's why I'm his student, not the other way around. Um, and Because he actually ended up getting out of it scot-free. I ended up getting screwed. Um, but uh, <laughs> but the thing is, though, is like a lot of the times, you know, we're just kind of playing around, testing things, back-testing things. Uh, we're only going to bring things to the channel that we're confident in and that, uh, that we have a good idea about. And not only that, we're always going to give you the bullish and the bear scenario, you know. So what you decide to do with your own money is up to you. Just kind of, you know, we're not financial advisors, so so don't take it as financial advice. You always have to make your own decision. But uh, but I still remember that day like it was yesterday. It was so fun when that happened.
0: I love it, man. That that was definitely an interesting time. So, you know, I think it's also interesting that all this is happening right before the Fed's minutes come out tomorrow. So, you know, it's like no way. Usually there's a saying in the market that you buy the hype and you sell the news and wow. we've definitely got news coming tomorrow because we just, we just dropped
1: below the daily open. So so when we hit the monthly open, I'm going to take another 25% off the table of my trade. So what I'm doing is I'm, I'm all in, right, whenever I'm trading. And then as it reaches these levels, whether that's the volume weighted average price, the monthly open, the weekly open, I'm just taking 25% off the table as we go. And then by the time we get down to the bottom of the triangle, um, then, you know, then I'm just going to let 25% ride. And, and then my stop loss is not only going to be in break even, my stop loss is going to be in profit. And so, so right now, like I said, we are tanking below the daily open, which is good because I'm up almost 50% in profit right now, um, which is pretty cool. Once again, no bullshit. You can see it right here. But, um, you know, because a lot of people, you know, don't like to uh, show their trades. I don't blame you. But Naeem and I, were very transparent. We'll tell you if we're in a trade or we'll, we'll tell you if we're not. And, um, and yeah, I'm very confident in Naeem's analysis. You know, he's the one that taught me everything. Um, he's the one that identified this pattern before anybody else. I mean, I remember when you posted that asymmetrical triangle the first time in your Discord. People were like, oh, shit. Like, even I was like, oh, shit, this changes everything.
0: And we took a long position down there and it, it just pumped after that. But Oh my god. And you I remember you can even go
1: back on the live stream, you can see Naeem say I'm very confident in this long position and look what happened, snipers.
0: Oh my god, you're gonna love Johnny Josh. He just said up sixty percent on this short, not taking profits until ninety nine hundred at the VWAP. Josh knows okay. the VWAP. Josh was telling me I'm about, about the, VWAP. the
1: vwap I'm about to get the VWAP tattooed on my uh <laughs> my arm right here. It's just going to be a moving average going all the way down. You know, that, how cool would that be to get it? I See, I'm not a big tattoo guy or anything like that. But how cool would it be to have like a like two sleeves that are all like charts and like technical analysis? I think that'd be awesome.
0: If it's done by the right I would,
1: artist, I would definitely. Let's see. There's too much going on right now to be confident in anything. Well, one thing I'm confident in is this damn short because uh, hit the top of that. Um. Yeah, I mean, it hit the top of the pattern. So, you know, it is what it is. Let's see.
0: Right Let's on see. time to form a lower high, huh?
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, we're already past the daily open. And we're testing it as resistance right now. So so the next stop is, is the monthly open where I'm going to take another 25% off the table. And then, yeah, and then from that point, you know, weekly open the VWAP is ironically enough right at the monthly open as well so there's there's a lot of confluence at the monthly open so basically the VWAP the volume weighted average price one of the most important you know moving averages i would say for day trading so the volume weighted average price the monthly open and the $20,000 level are all at the same exact level right now so that is like major major confluence where's
0: that at
1: so right at 20,000 It's a monthly open. Oh, it's a monthly open. Yeah. So the monthly open, it's right there. It's right where the VWAP is, and it's right near the 20,000 level. Obviously, you're going to have to give and take a little bit, but it's all right around the same vicinity. And so, um, so, so, so what I'm going to do is that means I'm going to have to definitely,
0: you know, take some profit there for sure. Man, I should have known you entered that short. I would have taken a short. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, at first, I I can't, though. I would have to go on my other. Freaking exchange because I'm in a long right now, still, but I can't do both on KuCoin. But yeah, man, thank you all. Last thing I was gonna
1: say is it's all because of you. So thank you, Naim, for this wonderful information and for teaching me.
0: Thank you for being a great student. It's all about loyalty and integrity, and you've always shown that for the last five years, Josh. So I appreciate that. Thank you all for tuning into the channel today. We appreciate each and every one of you. Smash the like button before you guys head out to help our channel. We're trying to bring you guys the best cryptocurrency content on the Internet, and we know it's one of the best cryptocurrency channels on the Internet. We're trying to always give you guys useful information and practical information. And if there is anything important that I find, I've looked at the charts today. I'm trying to be unbiased as much as possible because oil dropped 10 percent. The DXY broke new 20 year highs. We have the Fed minutes coming out tomorrow. And the euro to USD forming new lows, I mean, it's like puzzle piece after puzzle piece after puzzle piece today just Broke down or broke out or whatever it might be And so as an analyst, you know I, I really need to take a step back and uh, get off the charts and, and really think about what's happening in the macro uh, Kathy woods has an amazing video called in the know She just posted and she predicted that gold was gonna come down All of the things that we're seeing happen today was pretty much a prediction of hers in that video so I would highly recommend watching that video as much as Kathy Woods has maybe a bad reputation with some people. She's the one that predicted the exact playbook of what would happen in March of 2020. And that eventually played out. She had one of the top performing funds. And so as much as her fund has been beaten by this risk off environment, I think it's still very valuable to listen to her insights. One of the most transparent individuals i've personally met her and have spoken alongside her at bitcoin miami some of you guys remember i posted a video and i had a couple photos with her so that was fun but anyways josh do you have any other thoughts once again josh we appreciate you coming on the channel so much and it's nice sometimes you know we are on the same page or usually we're never on the uh, on a different we're always on the same page you know at different times like right now it's hard for me to be short if i'm in a long position uh, but since you you know you already took profits on your long i remember at the monthly open now you decided to short uh, i i was on the live stream i didn't have a chance to short so um, you know Dude, i literally you know. opened the short
1: while we were doing this live stream i was like i was like oh shit i gotta get in this short you know
0: i love it man uh, splash says thank you for the stream Let's see why why says I ended up here on accident, but subscribe to both channels and we'll be back. Thanks again Splash says liquidation hunts. Let's see. Ren says why is the monthly open weekly open and daily open significant? Is that considered support and which one is bigger support? So uh, I Actually got that indicator recommended to me by a hedge fund manager that runs an algorithm And I was with him actually and I looked at his phone just a small peek and I saw that he had those three lines drawn I was like hey what is that and he's like oh this is the weekly monthly and daily open." he's like i use this when i trade intraday and it comes in handy quite a bit and so it's one of those indicators where i don't like to use indicators as uh you know uh, something to analyze I, i i you know market structure overall trend and price action which is like volume are the three most important for me and then indicators are what i use for confirmation there's so many indicators out there The one thing I like about this indicator is it's not subjective, right? There's only one weekly open and one monthly open. It's an exact number. So it's it's not really an indicator in my eyes. It's more of a, you know, a a useful tool that just puts the level on the chart. And I actually go as far as to I leave the previous weekly open sometimes on the charts, especially if we're still in that consolidation range, because what you'll find is retail will sometimes forget about those previous weekly opens, but the algos haven't forgot about them. And So you'll still see those previous weekly opens act significant and you can clearly see that on a daily basis if you tuned into our, you know uh, iPhone video content um, where I give you guys those quick updates. Uh, We we see it all the time Um, Even look at the Ethereum to Bitcoin chart Failing to get above the previous weekly open Uh, It's not a coincidence that on the four-hour chart We have no four-hour full candles bodies and wicks above the previous weekly open So there's a clear rejection here and so I like to keep that on the chart, you know, so it's not really an indicator to me. It's just more of a tool that provides those levels on the chart and it dynamically adjusts it when there's a new monthly open, a new weekly open and so forth. So that's what I love about that. And it's basically the indicators called daily, weekly, monthly open, I believe, if you search that up. So, oh, yeah. um,
1: It comes in handy for, it serves as supports and resistances and can also serve for entry points and uh, take profits and And stop stop losses. losses. Exactly. Yeah. Remember, Naeem, remember there's only five possible outcomes of your trade. Remember.
0: What are those? So,
1: So the five possible outcomes of the trade is break even, small win, small loss, big win, and big loss. all you have to do is get rid of number five. And then you're already going to be light years ahead of everyone else.
0: I love it, Joshua Erb. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you all for tuning in today. Smash the like button before you leave. And we're going to wrap this up. We'll have another video out later if there's something significant to talk about. But that's it for this live stream. I'm unbiased right now. I'm neutral. I'm still in the middle. And I can't wait to see how the week plays out to form a... Stronger thesis about what's progressing and what direction we're heading over the next few weeks into the next few months But just realize on my end your USD DXY. I mean, these are things I monitor every day They all did something today that were pretty significant gold moving for the first time. It's a dinosaur. It never moves So that's why I'm taking a step back. I want to think about things I want to look at things in different perspectives and study more of other people's perspectives and then I'm gonna come out with a more I wouldn't call bias perspective, but a more solid stance on on where I think things are going. Um, and with that, I'll see you guys next time. Snipers, out.